Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by waitingfornextyear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TD Guardians KU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Ready to roll on a Monday. It is another edition of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast right here at waitingfornextyear.com and the Evergreen Podcast Network. Matt and Todd with you, brought to you by your friends at the Center for Advanced Dentistry and Breaking Tea. T-shirts at breakingtea.com slash dairy. Todd, it's very easy to just blast the team after yesterday's 4-2 loss to the unnamed team as they split a two-game series. But to be quite honest, I, I'm going st- to actually stay kind of positive today because you know it was a lousy week. I mean, they only played four games. They lost three out of four to the Reds and, and, and Detroit. But uh, <laughs> how do you get in any rhythm when you're rained out every other day? You know, uh, you and I were discussing this. They've had seven postponements already, and they're they've only played thirty seven games. I mean, when you're in baseball and you're in a in a season, you're usually playing what on average twenty six, twenty eight on every thirty days, maybe. Correct. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Assumption. Yeah. And when these guys are playing three games and then it rains out and then they're playing two more and then it rains out again. And then all of a sudden you got two, you know, that one week they had two double headers of the same week. Like you said, it's, we're, we're not excuse making here. It's clearly tough to get a rhythm uh, this week, especially, but I, I, I don't know. I'll, 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 we'll, we'll try to keep it as positive as we can, but there's definitely something to it, especially more from the hitter side, I'd say than from the pitching um, uh, you know, you look at some of the guys that are currently going and like, you know, these things pop up and they, they get out of the, you know, Josh Naylor, for example, Naylor was the hottest hitter on the planet. And then he got COVID and he missed you know, a week. Right. Luck- luckily for us, he came back yesterday. Great to see him back in the lineup and he went deep, but like, you don't know. I mean, something baseball is such a game of streaks and, you know, you're, you're sizzling hot for a week and then you could be ice cold for two. You just, you just never know. So yeah, I think you gotta be in a rhythm and, uh, you know, the weather in Cleveland usually doesn't cooperate, but it's been bad everywhere. Um, you know, the, this weekend was atrocious weather. Uh, <laughs> it was super hot one day. Saturday was, you know, raining and the, the wind was insane Saturday night, which I need to get into at some point. Uh, but yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, you know, listen. The winds, uh, the winds, yeah. something terrible. <laughs> the Angels, the Angels have played six more games than the Guardians. They have played forty-three wow. games. The Astros have played forty-two games. And you're right, we're sitting here at thirty-seven. And look, this week wasn't pretty. You you can't lose, you can't lose at all to the Reds, let alone two home games. And then yesterday, if they would have caught the baseball, whether it was Jose coming over on a, on a grounder from Barnhart that started that one inning, 
whether it's Naylor, the ball going right through his legs, which the official score actually did the right thing in changing that play from a Grossman RBI single to an error. Um, we can't throw anybody out ever. I mean, you know, God bless Hedges and, and Maley, but my goodness, people are. Uh, Detroit hadn't had a, a double digit or multi stolen base game all year, and they had two steals in like the first three innings yesterday. I mean, that defensively, they've got to clean this up. Can I, let me ask you a question. Is it more on the pitchers or uh, not holding the guys? At first, as closely, or it, or do you think it's Hedges and Maley just aren't throwing guys out? I mean, I I think the catch, I think it's on the catchers from what I'm watching. I mean, Plesac always has a good move. Bieber nearly picked off Cameron yesterday. I know Hedges picked off Cameron on a snap throw to first, which was nice. But uh, team, teams are taking advantage right now, and, and and Hedges is double clutching some throws. Some of his throws are going into center field. Yesterday he dropped Very, the ball. Yeah. Yesterday he dropped yeah. the ball. Um, in the exchange, so it's not it's not good, and, and you know it's it's cost them runs because you know a two out single or a two out walk, and then the guy moves over, and then a, and then a base hit, and then boom, that's that's a run instead of first and third. And you and I are fans of Austin Hedges for sure, but if if you're gonna basically be an automatic out at the bottom of the order, you you got to be better uh, behind the plate. I mean, he's great. Th- He's a great framer. The guys love throwing to him. We've talked about that many times. So that part's not it. But you're right. He's he's double clutching. He's throwing wide. I don't know what it is, but you know when when it was he, he and Roberto Perez were the the duo the last two years. No one was running on us. I feel like in the last three weeks, every game I'm looking up and they're just taking their shots. Whoever it might be, the Reds ran all over us. Uh, the Tigers ran all over us. It just it didn't this week. And, and it's not just this week. I said, we've seen it a lot. It, it's a little concerning because, as you said, many, many times on this podcast, if this team is going to succeed, you've got to feel the ball much, much better than we are. I mean, it is – It is. listen, we love Naylor here, obviously. He's rapidly – I said this on the text last night. I think uh, behind Jose, I think he's rapidly becoming my second favorite player. I, I love him. But he makes these mental mistakes. It seems like at first base, he's dropped. I, I know off he the top dropped of my head, two. He's dropped, he's dropped three, yeah. three that I remember. And you know the ball. You remember last year, the first game they played him at first base was against the Reds. The Cincinnati. It, it cost us the game. Zero. Yeah, it cost us it was the game. Zero zero in the ninth. Yes, and with two outs in the ninth, and they had a man on third. I think, and the ball went like literally under. Bill Bucker style. Uh, so, it, and you're going to have to live with that, obviously, because he's your first baseman right now. But here, on the opposite side of it, how about the plays Andres Jimenez made yesterday? Oh, in the he's, same he's, he's awesome. He, he's been great. And, and, and yesterday's lineup with Ahmed in left field, and he's been hitting, so they moved him up to second, and I have no, no problem with that, although long-term he's not the guy. But, um, you know... Jimenez at short is the way to go, and it's 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 the best lineup with Miller at second and Naylor at first. But unfortunately, Owen Miller is not a great defender. Jimenez is, so that can make up for some of the shortcomings. Uh, Jose had a bad day yesterday defensively, that's for sure. And then you know Quan and then Quan Quan and Straw make every play out there. I mean, Stephen Quan made a really nice play on one of those Cameron line drives yesterday. Not an easy play into the sun. Yeah, Yeah, into the sun. So. You're going to have to live with it. It's the youngest team in baseball. I heard Hammy say it yesterday. 
because uh, I had to lower the the volume on the uh, home television, not ours, but Detroit's. Uh, and uh, and I synced and I synced to the radio for the last few innings. I couldn't take it anymore. Um, and I had Hammy on, and Hammy was talking about how the the average age of the Guardians lineup is actually younger than uh, the average age of AAA lineups. That that the average AAA lineup is like twenty seven years old, and ours is like twenty five or something. It's crazy. We're the youngest team in the game, and like the fifth youngest in the history of the game. So you're gonna some of these lumps you're gonna have to take, especially defensively. But to me, it's on the organization when they're putting on Matt is short and he can't make a play. You know, I mean, right. he should have been in the outfield in January. And I know they were locked out. Well, you know, have somebody call him and tell him, hey, off the record, go field some fly balls with some friends or something. You know, it drives me crazy. But yeah. Jimenez, like you said, did make every play yesterday. It, I can't remember what inning it was, but there was the there was a leadoff double. Then there was a line shot by Miggy. He made a sliding play through to third, tagged the guy out. I think it was Grossman tagged him out at third, which was a great play. And then, and then he made the next play to, to end the inning. I mean, like he, he's he's just terrific. I, I'm such a big fan of his. And you know, you gotta, you just gotta leave him there and just keep. I, I will say this: I did hear in the pregame show driving down to the game yesterday, Hammy interviewing Tito, and Tito said, Hammy asked him the question about, you know, it seems like. Jimenez has really taken a hold of that shortstop position. And he said, yeah, you know, that's what we want to do. We want to leave him there. We told Ahmed that for the, you know, for the near future or for the future, you know, the majority of your playing time is going to be in left field. We're going to have to live with the, the mistakes, but this is, you know, where he's going to be. So that's good. I mean, they're finally acknowledging it. I mean, if you recall, they never talked about it. He started on opening day in left field. He dropped that ball and then they, didn't play him again for another month out there. And then all of a sudden, one day, he was in left field again. <laughs> so I'm glad they're finally openly discussing it. I don't know what took them so long, but I, I'm glad they did. I, it, it's a poor job by the organization. And we're really, we're, we are usually very bullish on Chernanetti and, and Tito, but this has been butchered since last year. And I'm not saying we that last year you would have known that Jimenez was going to be this good at shortstop. He was young. He was changing leagues after the trade. But, you know. How come I knew? How come we've been talking about this? That Ahmed Rosario struggles at shortstop. He makes the the routine plays, but he's got no range. And and you want to you want somebody dynamic at that position to to be a game changer. I mean, we saw it yesterday on the other side. I mean, that was why the unnamed team went out and got Javi Baez. The guy made a couple of spectacular plays on double plays. He's got a cannon for an arm. Yeah, he's a windmill. And he strikes out a lot, but he hit a home run. I mean, that was a Javi Baez type day. That's why they paid him. I'm not saying that I think I think Jimenez hopefully can be even better than him down the road, uh, and and at least he puts the ball in play most times. But you know, I'm mad and left. I mean, let's see what happens. But there's nothing better. There's nothing better. I mean, I'd, I'd rather Palacios be there and we trade him, Ed. But I'm not in charge. The the difference between the unnamed team winning that game yesterday and the Guardians winning that game yesterday was Daz uh, the plays that Baez made. The Daz Cameron uh, home run saving uh, amazing you know, play. The, the deep, oh, yeah. deep fly ball out there. Um, you know, they made the big defensive plays and we didn't. It was pretty simple. You know, uh, the two errors cost two runs. They lost by two runs. I mean, it was, you know, pretty cut and dry. Uh, you know, I think, I, I think they know what they're doing now in terms of their roster construction when you bring up Richie Palacio. So I don't understand why 
and again, this is way down the roster and probably not even worth discussing, but you don't need Yu Chang and Ernie Clement on this roster at the same time. It's completely pointless. I, I don't know what we're doing with Yu Chang anymore. Uh, he never again, he never plays the and then nicest he, guy in the he, world. And he played the he, terrific human being. He played the other night. Bone. Yeah, he yeah, played Friday the other night and, and he couldn't even put the he couldn't even I mean he didn't touch the ball. It, it's just it's like what are we doing already? And and I understand I, I think what they look at is if Richie Palacios is gonna be up here, we want him playing because he's still kind of learning how to play the outfield. So why not keep Chang up here, have uh, um have Palacios and AAA playing the outfield every day and getting more reps. I guess I'm okay with that. Um, I guess I'm okay with it, but, I mean, you got two guys at the bottom. You don't need – that's another thing. You don't need both Chang and Mercado. Like, I know that Chang doesn't play the outfield, but they're both the right-handed bat you would start against the lefty, right? You don't need both of those guys. What about a right hand, What about a right-handed power bat? Can we get one of those? <laughs> RHPB? You Here's the that. thing. Here's the thing. This conversation is, I'm not saying it's a waste of time, but because of this week and all these rainouts, the guys on the bench weren't going to play. The only time you were going to see them playing was against a tough left-hander, and that's what Scooble was on Friday. And luckily, they, you know, Ernie Clement, you know, drills him in the leg with a line drive, or else who, know, who knows what kind of game that would have been because uh, he was rolling. And then they're going to see him again. We'll do the pitching matchups later, but they're going to see him again this week. They're got to face Framber Valdez, who's one of the best lefties in the game on Tuesday in Houston. So those are probably games where you'll see that right-handed lineup with Mercado and Ernie and maybe even Yu Chang. You never know. You can't have all three of those guys in a lineup on the same day. Man. I would I would hope not. I know they got away with it once. But... Yeah, that was because Naylor was out. You're right about that. But... Right, it's because Naylor was out. But, but, but still, they're also on the roster. I mean, I mean for now, this is, the, this is what they have. I mean, there's, you know. If you like you said, if you want to bring up Palacios, where is he going to play right now? Right now, yesterday's lineup should be the everyday lineup, and unless unless Ahmed just completely stains the sheets in the outfield to the point where you can't put him out there ever again, then you've got to trade him. Then you've got to trade him. I don't understand why they can't like. Listen, I know analytics is such an important part of the game, but like, do we really need platoons all the time? Can't they just like one day just be like, hey? Uh, you know what? We're we're gonna uh, let Stephen Kwan face a lefty. You know we're gonna let Na- I mean, Naylor. I'm all should, for it. Yeah, you know, just like just play those nine guys, and every once in a while give them a day off. It's not like they got. It's not like you're loaded on the bench. You know what I mean? Like you load up. Who's really you load up? You party? Like like I love Ernie. Good good utility man. Yes, sure. Uh, you Chang. Eh. Maley and, and, and Mercado, I mean, those guys, what, what, when do you need to have those guys start? Do you know what I'm saying? You really don't. Like I said, I, if I'm guessing, Mercado will be playing Tuesday. If oh, I sure. if I had to especially guess over way, over Quan. The way Quan has been. Right, and look, they're figuring Steven out a little bit. He got off to an amazing start. I still love his at-bats. I still think there's something great there, and it's coming, but he's gonna. he's 24. I mean, he's... First time in the bigs. He barely played in AAA last year. So it's going to be a little bit of uh, peaks and valleys for a kid like that. But I love the way he plays. I like that Tito moved him down in the order a little bit to give him a little breather. Um, But uh, hopefully this week with some consistent games, because we know this. They're playing three in Houston Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and that roof closes. So they're going to play. Thank goodness. 
so they get into a little bit of a rhythm and maybe maybe the offense can be a little bit more consistent. That's not going to be easy. I mean, the Astros are the second best pitching team in the American League, so not. You know, but at least they're going to play some baseball and not have this on one day on one day off rain rain delays. I mean, it's it's been rough. This week sucked. Yeah, at a lot of levels, especially for especially for you and I. Uh, you know, it was yeah. good for Saturday night because the the rain out because we had uh, the big Campbell affair, which was fantastic. A great time was had by all. Man, shout uh, out to the Bilski family. So you are one busy. You are one social butterfly. Uh, you and uh, the wife, man. Every Saturday night, you seems like what? you got something. Uh, <laughs> listen, it's it's it's, uh, it, it's it's hard work over here. No, you know what? This was like the last of for a while, so it was all good. It was a, it was a stone groove for sure. Great time. Uh, it was amazing, but the, the the long and the short of it is, they have to play. They have to play. I'm so sick of these nights where I have you and I are like dying when there's when there's no game to watch. Oh yeah, no Saturday night. I was you know I had everything planned out perfectly, and uh, early dinner was great, and uh, then there was no game. So, what can you do? By the way, shout out to uh, a P1 listener and, and friend of the show, uh, Zach Meisel. He and his wife, Laurel, had a uh, bouncing baby boy uh, last week. So congratulations to the uh, to the Meisel family on the uh, birth of their son. Pretty cool. Absolutely. And you know what? Zach deserves it, and obviously Laurel as well. But Zach really, when he wrote the story in The Athletic about uh, the birth of his child and, and the story of, of his father, and I, I did not know that he had lost his father at a young age. Uh, you know, he, it was even younger than you and I lost our dad. And so, you know, obviously stuff like that for me and you, we, you know, really hits home. But, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, good good stuff. And uh, shouts to the Meisel family and hope that everything goes well. And the baby sleeps right away, long hours, and doesn't cry out my Right, life. long hours at night, not during the day. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. I got on past that, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Guardians cast are brought to you by our friends at BreakingT.com and, of course, the Center for Advanced Dentistry here on a Monday. Guardians go one for three or one and three this week. Two bad losses to the Reds where this, the offense was asleep. Who was the kid that uh, shut us down the first day? Connor Overton. That was ridiculous. And I've uh, never heard his name in my life, and we couldn't touch him. No, but uh, the team sits at 17 and 20, six back of the Twins. Uh, the executive producer pointed out last night via ch- uh, chat and text that, man, do the Twins ever lose? I think they just swept four from the Royals. Kansas City's a disgrace. Um, you know, can I, can, can it was I, like I, six nothing I, yesterday in the eighth inning, and they lost. Let's sidebar this for a second. That Royals team gets a World Series championship, goes back-to-back years in the World Series. How that happened is unreal, but they did. You know, they built through the draft, and all of those guys with all those high draft picks panned out. And, you know, they, that model, uh, you know, worked for Houston. It worked for the Cubs, unfortunately. The Royals now, like, Dayton Moore is is the general manager. I'm sure I think they bumped him up to president. Giving – and we are, you know, Carlos Santana, probably in my top ten all-time favorite Cleveland Indians. Oh, yeah, I love him. Love, love the man. He's hitting, like, love 130. Him. They gave him when – when they gave him two years – you and I laughed. I couldn't believe he was getting a major league contract when everyone was getting nothing. And they gave him two years, and I think it was, you know, 17 and a half. Yeah, something. He's, he's done. 
And I know they want him there for leadership and God bless Carlos and his agent for getting that, that extra scratch, but they have gone through and drafted like a million pitchers high in the first round over the last, or the you know, first and second round over the last few years. And not one of them has been good. <laughs> have you noticed that? Like Bubich has been eh. Brady Singer's back in the minors because he's been bad. Um, uh, who was the other kid they drafted? Brad I, Keller. Uh, Brad. Well, Daniel Lynch. Draft. I mean, the, the, Daniel Lynch, the, the, the list goes on and on. They've got a yeah. lot of them. But and and their lineup, everybody other than Benintendi, who they you know stole in a trade. None of these guys, you know. It's well, like Sal, they, they Salvi's been win. yeah. Perez has been hurt and he hasn't been good. And Merrifield's num- Merrifield's numbers are way down, way well, down. That's what I was, gonna, I was just going to say. They held with Merrifield way too long. He had major trade value a couple years ago when they had, and they didn't need him. They held him too long, and that's kind of a cautionary tale if you think about our situation here in Cleveland. You know, they uh, and again, it's a it's a different situation because Merrifield was not like a highly touted guy, and he kind of peaked late, but but. You can't. Sometimes you, when you're not competing, and you're not contending, and you want to build and do, let's build around this guy, whatever. You can't hold guys too long in certain instances. Now, you look at Mike Clevenger, for example. They knew exactly when to get rid of him. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. Yeah, I saw it. Went back, back on the injured injured list. list. Yep, yep. He's and and I saw this clip over the weekend with Ken Rosendahl talking about the Padres. I didn't even. This isn't even come into my head until now clevenger's a free agent at the end of this year they gave up essentially gave us a giant hole let's let's go back again josh naylor who's now our first baseman every day owen miller who's now our second baseman every day and these guys are hitting fourth and fifth in our lineup cal quantrill arguably the you know i'll I'll say our number three starter love him we love right your starting catcher in Austin Hedges, and your potential starting second or shortstop of the future in Gabriel Arias. All for a guy who basically has been on the injured list 85% of the time that he's been in that branch. And, and lefty Joey Cantillo. Oh, and, and right, who, by the way, is part of that unbelievable rotation in Akron that one of these days we got to break down. So, yeah, so sometimes you just got to you gotta know when to cut bait and not hold too long and – the Royals are getting seriously burned by that because Merrifield, they couldn't get anything for him at this point worthwhile. It's crazy. And uh, that was a great trade, and that's where our, our organization really shines is in those types of deals. You hope that that's it and that there aren't any other giant overhaul trades where you know, you're know you sending one of your better people out. Now you got a young enough roster. I still think Ahmed Rosario is going to be moved at some point, maybe yeah. this year. Uh, because it, it's just a log jam um, with young guys, and, and you could get something for him. But you're not going to get a haul like you got for Clevenger. But it it's sad for Clev because we like him, and he's a really good pitcher, but he's always hurt. And uh, that was a fleecing by Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff because yep. that's a lot of guys from our on our roster from one team in one, in one move. And, and it, it's like the Padres have supplemented our entire roster through those three trades over the, you know, between the, the uh, Brad Hand uh, deal, you know, the the original Brad Hand deal, uh, and then you have the Franmil Reyes trade with Bauer, and then this third trade. I don't know. I, I don't know if you ended up reading it or not, but and I got to give the the Athletic major props. Peter Gammons wrote this long piece. Petter over the. 
Hatter, the the Dalai Lama. The guy's the by the way the best. How old do you think he is right now, Peter Gammons? Got to be in his eighties, right? And Bob Ryan are got to be both in their eighties. Yeah, at this point, right? I would think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna uh, you you look that up while I talk. <laughs> I want I want to know. Um, but there was a huge article basically talking about how how our franchise kind of came to be in this market and kind of talked about in the nineties and it was the perfect storm. And then the Browns came back and LeBron and, and, and talking about how these major trades have shaped this franchise over the 20 plus years. One being the original, you know, time that they decided that they needed to, you know, do an overhaul, which was trading Bartolo Colon and getting back Cliff Lee and Brandon Phillips and Grady Sizemore. Um, and and kind of how the the, the next wave that, that that they learned from their mistake when they traded Robbie Alomar to the Mets and did not get back what they needed to get back and they took Matt Lawton and which was a mistake and, and all that stuff and then building basically up to look at what the Clevenger trade has done for this franchise now and and you know the constant continuity the front office and these guys being groomed and they do things a certain way and then all of these guys under the hardship pyro tree who have gone on to have great success it's, it was a very cool piece and if you all haven't right, had a subscription i would definitely tell you to read it, it i'm gonna have great. to check it out the, by, the, by the way gammons is 77 by the way 77 the executive producer by the way sent that in the text i don't know if you saw it. what about 480 and 77 <laughs> Let's get back to important matters here. Uh, uh, Gary, we could do Gary D resets all day. Um, guy was just an absolute giant in the radio industry. Um, Aaron Savali pitched well the other night. So, what are we thinking here? Are we yes. think? I mean, he's going to start this week against the the unnamed team again, which is so good because he seems up to. On Wednesday, I see Wednesday. No, that will not. Now you got it, McKenzie. Oh, right. you, you want him pitching against Detroit. That's who he pitches well against. And in that big That's ballpark true. on Thursday night, uh, you want him pitching in that game. But he left with cramping the other night. Thank goodness that's all it was. But man, and that is, looked... that, is that confirmed the cramping? Because I was at the game, and what happened was he threw the pitch, and then he immediately grabbed it like his left, his glute. I mean, he was pointing right at his butt. That's I what. Mean, like, uh, that's what the the radio uh, Hammy said was cramping. Okay. So okay. if he pitches Thursday, but he looked good again. Now, again, I know it's Detroit's lineup, which is uh, a bleep show, but um, you know, he was at least in the strike zone again and, and, and mixing and matching. You know, we're, we're, we're all concerned about Bieber's velocity. And, you know, he battled through seven innings yesterday not having his A stuff. Uh, but uh, Savali at least bought himself uh, some more time and then hopefully another start Thursday where he'll he'll do what he did this past uh, Friday night. Yeah, when we discussed this last week, I said I, I think he's got two more starts in him before they make some sort of decision on what they're going to do. And, you know, he's never going to be a big strikeout guy, but he only, he only gave up three hits and six in the third, three strikeouts and one walk. But he was pounding the zone pretty well. Um, you know, it was early, I think in the first inning they got put a couple guys on but the, the, the fact that he was able to get out of the first unscathed and then kind of cruise the rest of the way you know the first inning has been his big problem he's been giving up home runs as we discussed you know in previous pots he's been giving up home runs almost every game in the first inning so it was good to see him get back um i'd like to see more of this obviously because you know this was still his first 
really good start. So uh, it was definitely an encouraging sign. Um, but as we know, you got guys in AAA right now who, between Pilkington and Banfield, Peyton Banfield, two guys, by the way, who came over via trades as kind of throw-ins, uh, th- those guys are, are, are ready if, if need be. So, um, you know, again, we've talked about this many, many times, but you have to, if this team's going to succeed, the starting pitching is going to have to be better than it's been this year. Yeah, and no, no. And it's good no. to see get off. The, uh, the pitching has not been, you know, I think it was Tito after the game yesterday saying we still, the, the way we have to win is we got to pitch and we got to play defense. We're, we're so young in the lineup that we can't expect to score nine or ten runs and have to do that every day, and it's still yeah, built. To, four, we got to win four to two or three to two. That's how we're gonna. That's how we're built. That's how, right. right, and the, and the pitching's been a little bit disappointing. I mean, even you know, even yesterday, you know, you can't start the game off with your ace walking their leadoff hitter. You know, and he was all over the place at the start of the game yesterday. Now Shane Bieber ended up with excellent numbers. I mean, double digit strikeouts, seven innings, three three runs. Um, <laughs> one of them was unearned based off of the play by Naylor. So. That's a good day. Is it the dominant Bieber we expected uh, to see? No. Um, and the velocity is an issue. I don't, you know. Still down. Yep. He's, he was peaking at 91 yesterday. Well, 90, is... 92 on TV, but again, I, I, you know. In the stadium, it was 91. And, you know, I, when he starts now, it's like the first thing I'm doing is I'm constantly looking at his velocity to see where it is. Right. Know, still, sad, but, but still struck out 10. But, yeah, the, the pitching has to be better. I mean, that's still how, like I said, two best pitching teams in the American League in terms of runs allowed are the Yankees and the Astros, and those are the two best teams record-wise. You know, you still have to prevent runs. And uh, the Twins have surprised everybody with how decent their pitching has been on top of Buxton just lighting it up. And so that's why they're in first place. But, you know, I'm happy for Sabali. It was good to see. I like that he's facing this team again on Thursday. See how it goes. Um, Man, Bieber really did bounce back yesterday. And... Ended up with a pretty good outing, and we bailed Fajardo out in the first inning. That Fran Mill at bat was oh, Jesus. abysmal. Can we talk about him for a minute, please. Go ahead. That was that was brutal. That was one of the worst at bats I've ever seen. Andrew Zellman said the same thing. Uh, we were back to back back to back tweeting. I have to say that he came up with the bases loaded, and the first pitch. I, I was with my boy Scotty Miller, and the first pitch I was like, "He's swinging at this no matter what." And he threw him a slider, and he literally screwed himself into the ground. And so this Fido was like, "Okay, I'm not going to throw him any." F-. Like it's like Fran Mills, like I'm looking for a first pitch fastball. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to destroy it. The next pitch was the exact same pitch, and again he was way out in front. And then the third swing, he ended up on his knee. It was so bad. The you know he's back in his head with all of this. Uh, it, it, you know, with all of his tinkering, but he took, I will say this after that horrible first, it, he took two fly balls to the wall yesterday. Great swing. I don't, I, he barreled up that one that would have tied the game. I think it was in the seventh or eighth. I don't know who, you know, I watch every inning of it. It was the seventh inning. He hit it to the, <laughs> hit it to the warning track. Yeah. Yeah. And, he hit, and I mean, his last two swings bat, were it, great. His last two swings were great. Yeah. It sounded great off the bat, and I was like, man. And you said to me, you're like, man, maybe there is something to this ball being dead. But it was a chilly day yesterday. You know, I think I think the the, the second one gets out of the – it was the eighth inning. I think the second one gets out um, on a hot day. You know, if, it, if this is 
you know, the summer, that ball's out of here. But he can't, if this offense is going to be anything close to what we need it to be, and I know they've done a good job, but they're very streaky, Fran Mill can't be this bad. I mean, this lineup is constructed where he's hitting cleanup and yeah, he's the, and the producing. power guy right. producing and, and you're right behind Jose. And, you know, I still don't know why anyone is giving Jose anything at this point, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Well, Owen Miller's been really good. I mean, the the the, the two run homer to tie the game on Tuesday, I believe, against the Reds was a, was an unbelievably great at bat, and then a, I mean, a big hit to send the game to extra innings it was huge. I mean, you know, we we talk so much about Jimenez and Naylor and Quan. Owen Miller's been awesome. He's been real good too. But again, I would well, rather I don't want Owen Miller. I don't want him hitting cleanup all year. That should still that Ronald Reyes should no. be delivering. He should be. What's the last home run he hit? I will look that up. It's been a while. Real quick. I mean, yeah, yesterday he he deserved two. He had two two barrels, as they say, and maybe the wind, maybe the cold weather held them both back. It was one of those days. But I think he only based has off three on the season, right, way. right, based <laughs> off of those, who does who did I see yesterday has nine home runs. In baseball, who did I just see yesterday? Has nine. The, 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 uh, his last home. His, his last home run was on Saturday, May seventh. So we're closing in on three weeks, and he's only has one in the month of May, which is May twenty third. He has he has one home run since April twenty third. He's we're we're recording this on May twenty third. He has one home run over a month. Yeah, not month. that's not going to get it done. But I'm hopeful here, especially going to Houston. You're getting, they're going to play. There's no weather. There's you know maybe those if he hopefully there's some momentum after those last two at bats yesterday, and uh, he heats up this week because those were two yeah. good swings. Took it the other way. Wasn't trying to do too much. Wasn't stepping in the bucket because that first at bat in the first inning was just so costly. If he just would have put the ball in play, that would have been another run. You know. Well, one more thing before we get into the pitching matchups because I know we got to uh, run. Josh Donaldson's trash. That's all I want to say. Oh, yeah. What about Brian Shaw yesterday? Oh, okay. There's one other thing we need to discuss. Come on, Tito. You use Hentges one inning too late. What are we doing here? Sam's been great this year. I know you want to stay away from Trevor Steffen every single day. I get it. You you didn't pitch him on on Saturday because you had no game. He was fresh. Delo Santos pitched well Friday night. I I enjoyed it. Did you know, Tito and Carl Willis, that there are other guys in the bullpen not named Brian Shaw that can be used? Why in the fuck is he coming into one-run games anymore? Want to get him some work. It's ridiculous. Shaw dog. Every game, every game, the first guy warming is him, no matter what the situation. It's a one-run game. You're throwing your worst. He's below league replacement. He's your worst reliever, and he continues to pitch in these high-leverage situations. <laughs> it drives me fucking insane, uh, of course. Seeing Javi Baez hit a home run at my stadium off of Brian Shaw, I, I like, wanted to strangle myself. I, I, please, Tito, for the love of God, I know you love the guy. If he's going to be on this roster, pitch him when we're down 7-1. to one. Can we just leave it there, please? Well, here's a guy. You got you, like a guy like Nick Sandlin needs to get going. I would have rather seen him in that spot. He hasn't pitched either. He hasn't been great either in a one lately either. But at least he's young, and you're learning about him. Right. We know what Shaw is. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. 
All right, uh, real fast, breakingtea.com slash dairy. Uh, Josh Naylor, the Josh Naylor shirts, by the way, are being sold. I can see it. It's happening. I've got confirmation because you've gone to breakingtea.com slash dairy, and you've bought the All the Smoke Josh Naylor T-shirt in blue. It's amazing. You want to get the King Kwan shirt, any of the Jose Ramirez gear, go to breakingtea.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y. takes you right to the Cleveland Collection. Uh, maybe they'll make a Jadeveon Clowney shirt. He back uh, with the Browns. Um, maybe there'll be a Malachi Branham shirt one day once the Cavs draft him at 14. I don't know. And uh, I don't really care. But, hey, uh, breakingtea.com slash dairy is what I care about because they've got all your Guardians gear. I, I know there's people wearing Indian stuff still, and I get it. You're not used to the name yet, and you just haven't had a chance to go to the team shop or wherever. Well, at least get the all the smoke Josh Naylor shirt at breakingtea.com slash dairy. That's D-E-R-Y. you got to do that uh, today. You ordered yours, correct? Did you finally order it? I did. I did. When you texted me last night about how many shirts you sold, I ordered one. So you can add one to the pile. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, this week, this week, three games, all 8-10 Eastern time starts for the Guardians. Should we be calling them the Guards? I heard uh, Hammy call them the Guards the other day. It seems like they're going with the Guards. Like, that's going to be the nickname, and I'm fine with that. All right. I don't know what I'm fine with anymore. Um <laughs> Let's just win some games. Three with the Astros, four with the unnamed team uh, here in beautiful Southeast Michigan. I will be there uh, Friday night. Was supposed to go Thursday, can't go now. It's going to go Thursday, Friday. Might be Friday, Sunday for me. Uh, in, you got to go person. to at least two. Working on I Sunday. To, I go to two on every three games. Although I guess it's a lot easier for me to get downtown than it is for you to get downtown. Shout out to uh, Eric. <clears throat> excuse me. Shout out to Eric Lines and the uh, fine folks at the Union Wood Shop. Uh, are you getting those seats? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Those Friday. seats are. I've sat in them before. They're great. We'll be there uh, Friday evening. Yes. Uh, uh, enjoyable evening uh, had by all. Um, <clears throat> Tristan McKenzie uh, tonight against right-hander. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Luis Garcia. I can't even talk. <clears throat> Hold on a second, Todd. You okay there, buddy? <clears throat> Need some Here, water. I can, t- I can, I can tell you this: <clears throat> if they take somehow, there we get go. One out of the three in Houston, I'll be happy. One out of three. That's I, all you I want. Anticipating at least, I just don't see that Houston is a wrecking ball, and we never play well there. Although you know what, the executive producer and I in O set in twenty seventeen went down there. And we saw them sweep the Astros. We went to two of the three games, and they won. It was great. But I, since then, I don't think we've won a series down there. Yeah, they're uh, twenty-seven and fifteen, best record in the uh, AL West by a game and a half over the Angels, and uh, twelve and five at home. They're a good team. I mean, Bregman's back. Altuve hit a leadoff homer again yesterday. He's the one. He's got nine home runs. Jose Altuve, nine. Crazy. Luis Garcia for the Astros tonight, 335 uh, ERA for him against McKenzie. Tomorrow, Zach Plesak against Framber Valdez, who's allowed four runs total in those last three starts. His ERA is 268. Christian Javier on Wednesday, 287 ERA against Cal Quantrill. So we're not seeing Verlander, but, man, the Astros' rotation is really good. And then Thursday through Sunday uh, in Detroit, I believe uh, it's, I think it's 710, 710, 405, and 
110, I believe. Yeah, no, 140. One, that's a 140 that's Sunday? A 140 tilt, yeah. Uh, Savali and Scooble on Thursday. Same matchup as yesterday. Bieber and Fajardo on Friday. McKenzie and Elvin Rodriguez, rookie right-hander who's coming up tonight for them. And then Bo Brisky and Zach Plesak on Sunday. So with all those guys on Detroit, Rodriguez, Mize, Manning, Pineda, all injured. It's a lot of young pitchers, and we saw one yesterday in Fajardo that I thought we bailed out. I mean, that first inning, you've got to score more totally. than one run, and uh, he ended up pitching pretty well and got his first major league win. So won't be easy in Houston, and then coming to Detroit, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, I don't know. I'm not as down on the team as some people after yesterday's loss. I mean, my gosh, three balls to the wall, one brought back. Easily could have been a win yesterday. Easily. Yeah, you make you make the defensive plays, and it's a different game. So, there you go. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. Another edition of the Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. Waiting for next year. dot com Center for Advanced Dentistry. CFAD. dot uh, net, and then um, our friends at BreakingT.com, Breaking Tea T shirts at BreakingT.com, slash Dairy. Let's get it done this week. At least we got some games. We know we're going to be watching the next three nights, Todd. Thank God. Yes, and you're in charge this weekend since you'll be there. So uh, yes, on you. All right. All right, that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening and uh, following us and subscribing and whatever you do and find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are out of room and out of here. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.